Hello, welcome to Meet the Alex. I'm Matt, and guess what? Ellie's with us today. Hey, guys. Hey, we're so happy to have you guys with us today. Ellie, what has been going on? It has oh, been a while since it's been you've been... just super busy. Yes. The springtime is just a busy time, I think. You know, the outdoors. Yeah. Gardening. Yeah. Your landscaping. Spring it break. Was a, it was a... Was it spring at all? I know. It's strange. I... It's been a slow start to spring this year. It was really cold. Yeah, it's been... Well, it's funny. I was thinking about it last night because we um, had a really warm day yesterday. I think it was like 80 degrees Yeah. and sunny and beautiful. And um, I th- I'm pretty sure three days ago, like Sunday, like, th- yeah, like three or four days ago, it was 35 degrees at nighttime. Mm-hmm. So it's just... It's <laughs> yeah, crazy. it's like, do we turn on the heater? Do we... Yeah, do not? we turn on the What's air conditioner? Well, on? And I know people don't turn on their air conditioning sometimes till like June, but when Crazy. you have allergies, you know, yeah. you can't hardly keep the, like right now, it's literally like snowing pollen outside because the wind is blowing a lot. I mean, we might get a storm or something, but the wind is blowing a lot and the trees have whatever yeah. seedlings or whatever yeah. falling off of them and they're literally coming down like snow, like you can't go outside without yeah. getting them in your hair and stuff and so that's hard on us because we yeah. both have allergies, yeah. so and our kids do too. So yeah, it was funny. You were sitting outside this morning in your hoodie, and you come inside, and your hoodie is full of these pollen. Like I things. don't know what they were. Yeah, floating and things. And so um, it, it it was. Re- I was like, I took like five minutes to pick them all out of your shirt. And you're, Thank you. I was you. like, what the heck. Thank you and for so, doing that. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy spring so far. It was really cold. It even snowed some, and everybody's like, what in the world's going on? And now it's like in the 80s almost. Yeah. And It feels good, though. I am excited about yeah. warm. I'm yeah. really excited about warm. Me too. Um, so I, I, I like the heat. I like the summer. I also don't mind the winter. But yeah, um, I went and played disc golf the other day, and, man, I was rusty. I was pretty rusty. Uh-oh. Did I, you really stink? Did you stink it up? Well, nobody was there to witness it, but yeah. I, Basically, you did. Well, a few holes I did really, really well. I was like, whoa, where'd that come from? Then the, then I was like, I tried to repeat that in the next hole, and it was like totally not the same. I was like, okay, this, okay, I need to get back out here and practice some. And I think I twisted my knee a little bit. I have a bruise on my knee, and the only thing I could think of is I landed on it because that's my planting leg when yeah. I throw. And I think when I twisted around, it twisted it just a little bit. Mm. So I got this big bruise on my knee, but it's it's going to be all right. Be careful. But, you know, th- with spring comes disc golf, comes lawn mowing, comes playing outside, yeah, sitting on the hammock. Enjoying the, enjoying the weather. Weather. I sat on the hammock last night with the kids. And um, it's fun how if you give them some time without screens in front of them, they just talk and open yeah. up to you and... Start sharing stuff. Gabe can be a chatterbox. Well, he started talking about how he's got a crew or a group or a group or I can't remember what he's a club. No, he called it a club. (laughs) And his club and him sit at lunch together and they play tag together at recess and they're a club. So. And Brayden's got his crew. He calls it his crew, doesn't he? I don't know. But yeah, they have their groups of friends at school. It's kind of fun to hear about that. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, is there anything else that's going on with you? Anything you're excited about that's happened recently other than what we already shared? Are you talking about joining the gym? No. Are you excited <laughs> about joining the I gym? I don't know if I want to tell everybody, but <laughs> I've just been hurting real bad with my um, sciatic pain yeah. on my left leg. 
for about four months. And I'm just trying to do something to help it. So I'm hoping that building up my strength and um, yeah, getting healthier will help that pain. What led you to it was, um, I think, was the yoga classes that they offer at the yeah. Y. No, and, not the Y. No, oh, I mean at Bob's Gym. Yeah. Because... To get, take the yoga classes at a yoga studio, it's more expensive than joining expensive a gym. Than joining Bob's gym and being able to go in and do other stuff other than yeah. yoga. And so today you had a personal trainer. Personal trainer. She and kicked my booty. Ellie, you were telling me all the things, and I was just smiling. I was like, "That's what I would have you do. That's what I'd have had you do." He think okay. My husband thinks no, no, no. Okay. My husband thinks he's a personal trainer. I'm not a personal trainer. Someone who's listening needs to ask Matt to personally train them. <laughs> no, he would love it. Don't. He would be so happy. But here's the thing: if I try to say those things to you, we'd probably end up having a fight. I was thinking about on the way home, having a personal trainer at the gym is probably good for you because you can get mad at them and then they don't care. It doesn't affect their life in the least. I'm not getting mad at anyone. I just don't want my husband telling me how to do things. <laughs> Go deeper. And Go correcting on. me. Well, plus you don't have the training either. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I am I know. concerned about getting hurt. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I've, I'm just excited for you. And I'm happy for you. Whatever. Wipe that smile I'm off your face. I'm a little face. bit jealous. I don't even like it. I'm a little bit jealous. Because I wish I could have a gym membership. I know. But, but we can't afford it. We can't really afford mine. So yeah. So unless Bob gym, Bob's gym wants to sponsor our podcast, then hey, we can go to Bob's gym. <laughs> we'll start advertising. So um, I can anyway. bring you as a guest, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but the only problem with that is there, those are the days that we have our boys at home. And so it's like, yeah. what are we going to do with them? <laughs> yeah, they only let you bring a guest at, on the weekends, I guess. Yeah, so, Well, today we are going to uh, give a little recap and discuss what I shared on Sunday with our church. For those of you in the area, I preached this last Sunday, and I'm preaching again this next Sunday, a follow-up to this message. Um, or I, want, I don't want to say it's a follow-up. It's more of a... I'm going to complete the message I started on Sunday um, because it's a two-part series. And so I'm preaching this Sunday at at Eagles View Church. Uh, It's uh, 333 South Bandy Camp Road. Services start at 10 if you want to join us. Um, I'll be preaching the second half of this. But the first half that I shared, and maybe next week in our podcast, we can can touch on what I shared this next week. Um, This really was just a – this series just was birthed out of – the time I've been spending with God, um, Ellie has, uh, we've talked about it before in the past in this podcast about Finding Father, the book Finding Father, and Ellie got me to, I finally said, okay, I want to, I want to do this, and it's been awesome for me. It's I'm been so amazing. I'm so glad that you liked it. And out of this time, I've learned to um, go to the Father and, and just sit at His throne and just allow Him just sort of show me what He wants me to share in youth mm-hmm. and the adults. I'm not saying I'm I'm this big prophet now, but I, I just feel like I got this series from him because there's no way I could have put this together on my own. And the first part that we're, that we're going to talk about today is in Deuteronomy 6.23, there's a verse that says this. It says, that, um, but he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land he promised on oath to our ancestors. And what this verse is, is addressing is the Israelites that are about to enter into the promised land. The book of Deuteronomy was written at the end of Moses' life, is at the end of the 40 years in the wilderness, and it was written 
to the Israelites, just reminding them of all the things God has done and reminding them about the laws that he has written, about the Ten Commandments, about all the Levitical laws that we see in the book of Leviticus and Numbers. And and so the, the parents who are about to die are saying, listen, he brought us out of Egypt. He brought us out of all this stuff to bring us into the promised land, to give us the land he's prom- promised on oath to our ancestors. And so on Sunday, we talked about, um, I started out talking about how God has a plan for you and how, um, and how uh, he has brought us out for, of something for a reason. That was my main point on the whole service on Sunday. Um, was there anything that stuck out to you, honey, that you, that you want to share or, or ask about um, before I keep going and, and giving a... Well, um, you were talking about how the parents were saying they wanted to go in the promised land. Is that what you're saying? No, not just now. I, they knew that they couldn't go in. They did at one point. Um, and, and if you see, I, f- I don't remember the exact scripture. I don't have it in front of me. But after the spies went into Jericho, into mm-hmm. the promised land, they came back. They said no. And then they actually tried to go in mm-hmm. after God took away his blessing on them. Yeah. And they got defeated. Not all of them, but a big portion. And Moses tried to say, no, you can't go in. You know, the leaders, they said... So does that speak to, like, the timing of when you can yeah. go into the promised land? Yeah. Like, if they would have went before they sent the spies, God would have blessed it. Oh, but they sent the spies. But they sent the spies, and then they did, Then they listened to the spies. So they were relying on their own strength, yeah. Yeah. basically? They're like, we're going to feel it out before we... Fu- Follow God's we're not going to trust God that God's telling us yeah. the right thing. Well, they were nervous, honestly. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times in our life are we faced with with what God is telling us to do next, or do now even, and it's something different than what we're used to doing? Yeah, I mean, it is. It does make sense, but it ruined it for them. Yeah, by by being nervous and not well, obeying just, the Lord, which. God and what made God mad and angry was the fact that they saw him do all these miracles, mm-hmm. and they didn't trust him enough to, that he was going to yeah. fulfill what he had done. Yeah, that he brought him out. He brought he he rescued them from the Egyptians, destroyed their army, mm-hmm. the Egyptian army. He fed them in the wilderness, gave them manna, gave them gave them water from a rock, took water that was bitter, made it sweet. Mm-hmm. They saw him do all this stuff, and he led them by cloud and by fire, yet they were hesitant to go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, they end up having 40 years in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so what I was sharing on Sunday was that my main point was was this, is that God is bringing you out to take you into something. Mm -hmm. He's brought you out of your sinful past. He's brought you out of, he's brought you through life. Through healing. Through healing and through mm-hmm. other stuff. I mean, depends on everybody's life story is different. Right. My life story is not the same as yours. Mm-hmm. And so I know only, I know what God's brought me through. And right. I didn't have a rough life. I'll be honest with you. But there's things he's doing in yeah. you yeah. that is a work. Yeah. For him and for you, I think. Yeah. And so I was, I was sharing with our people about how, we were just looking at the Israelites, and we're taking the Israelites, and we're paralleling it with our life, mm-hmm. and making a parallel with our life, and how in Exodus, you know, he brought them out through the blood. They brought them out of Egypt through the Passover, the last... Through the blood? Yes. Let me explain. Okay. They, um, they, 
they were having all these plagues in Egypt. And the last one was the firstborn son. Right. And they had to kill a lamb, put its blood over the over the mantles. Mm-hmm. Yes. And everybody in there survived. It was because of that plague that they they were literally thrown out in the middle of the night, like out mm-hmm. of the country. Mm-hmm. Pharaoh said, just get out of here. Yeah. And they just fled. They had to grab everything they could and they just left. Mm-hmm. And on their way out, people were giving them gifts. They were giving them gold. They, they just gave them a bunch of stuff just to get rid of them mm-hmm. because they were bringing – they were so in mourning, uh, all their firstborns had died because they were not listening to God and letting his people go. And so it was because of the blood that they were saved, that they were spared, and then they were set free. And I showed how, just like us, we were bought by the blood of Jesus, Right. which is the lamb was enough to save a family. The blood of Jesus was enough to save everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, uh, we started with there, and then we... We went in and we talked about how they would look back at their past. And sometimes I think as people, we tend to look in our past and think, it was, it was so much better back then. Yeah, they were wanting to, they were complaining and wanting to go back to Egypt because of like the food. The food, and yeah. They didn't like the manna and they wanted mm-hmm. meat. And I think there were a couple different times they were complaining. and Yeah. And. It, they were scared they were going to die, and they're like, why did you bring us out of Egypt? We had it better in Egypt, even though they yeah. were slaves yeah. in Egypt. Yeah, at one point, they saw the Egyptian army coming at them, and they said, why did you bring us here? We're either going we're gonna dr- we're gonna to die here. It'd be better to be slaves than die. Mm-hmm. And I just, it blows my mind, because as you read the scripture, you see God protecting them with a wall of fire and a wall of mm-hmm. smoke. Do you think they started to take God for granted? Probably. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so he brought us out of our past, and he, and we, he doesn't want us to live in our past. He doesn't yeah. want us. I know people look fondly at certain memories in the past and certain times. Yeah, but you have to let it go because God's got something better for you in the future. Yeah, and so we need to be careful because they. That just like the Israelites, we can do the same thing. So we can't live in the past, but we do need to remember the past. Mm-hmm. I think this is really important, important distinction. You can remember the past. You can remember the good things and the bad things of the past, but you shouldn't dwell in the past. You shouldn't live there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a good saying that says those who um, don't know the past are doomed to repeat it or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, And so... We as Christians, we also need to know our past. We need to remember, you know, me and you, we were at the revival in Brownsville. We were yeah. students down there. We need times. to remember the past. Yeah, that was good times. But we can't dwell Sit around there. and like all day long be like, I wish we were in revival again. Yeah. Because if you dwell there, you don't grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to see what's God doing now. What's he doing next? Yeah. And so that's... That's basically a lot of what we shared this last this last week, and I, then I went on to say, how do we move past the past? Um, and, and it's it's not really complicated. I think the main thing we have to do to move past living in the past is waiting patiently on the Lord and letting Him take us into the future and just trust Him. Yeah. I mean, we could put this put together like a twelve point twelve step. Well, plan you can't and, make it happen. Yeah, you can't. We could, you know, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this next week, but we can't force the future to happen either. Mm-mm. We have to find the balance of living in our now 
in living in our future, but recognizing our past. Because the scripture says that he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. You know, he is he's our God of our yesterday, today, and our tomorrow. Um, he's and so we need to we need to recognize all three. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, God won't show us more. Majority of the time, He won't show us more than just the next step. No, Mm-mm. probably because we'd mess it up or get yeah. overwhelmed or something. Or we'd overthink it. We'd overthink. We always, I think, as people, we're always trying to do things in our own timing, in our own way, mm-hmm. and we have to lay that down and um, wait on God. Yeah, there was a verse that I I felt led to read to our people on Sunday about. Um, how to moving past the past is in Psalm 40, starting at verse one, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, and he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. And so I think that what God's saying there is you need to wait patiently on me mm-hmm. and I will, I will do the next step. I will put your feet on the solid ground, but you can't live in the miry clay, the muddy clay. Yeah, read that one more time, but just a little bit slower in the, okay. the address. Uh, Psalm 40, verses 1, 2. I even had three, the first three verses written in my notes. It says this, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place of sand. He goes on to say, he says, I, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God, Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. That's good. I think there could be a lot of listeners listening, thinking, I'm in that miry pit right now, or I'm in Nowheresville right now, and God's not doing anything in my life. Yeah. What would you say to them? I would say, you know, the Israelites were meant to go through the wilderness for a season, but they ended up lasting there a lot longer than they should. So if you're in the wilderness right now, Right now, just turn to God and say, okay, I'm going to wait on you. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, though, like in real life? In real life, waiting on God, um, it, it's to me, I'll just tell you what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it means sitting, finding a quiet place Yeah. with my Bible, read my Bible, and then close my eyes, maybe turn on a little music and just wait on God. Just literally wait. Yeah, for and him. try not to like inundate him with. Yeah, prayers. There's a psalm. I mean, a, praying is good, but yeah. sometimes you need to be quiet and listen. David says in one of the psalms that he lays down a request before the Lord and then just waits. Mm-hmm. So lay down your request, but then try to keep your mind focused on God and like just pray or worship. You know, just wait and and maybe worship. And let God speak to you. I think sometimes we do all the talking and we don't let God do any talking. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes on to say, he lays down his request, his request before God, but then he waits expectantly. Mm-hmm. I think when we go before God, we need to expect him to show up. Um, now, I was thinking about this today. I think a lot of times we can make Christianity, especially as as charismatics, we can tend to almost make Christianity very mystical and very magical and think there's some magic formula we're going to do. I know. I think people want a formula. They want to, okay, if I do A, B, and C, then I'll get D. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the way God works, I don't think. No. See, God, you know, I was reading the um, 
the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and that whole series. I was listening to it again, and I was just reminded that I know that's not Bible, but he, C.S. Lewis wrote it. He was a very famous theologian, and he constantly said Aslan, Aslan was not a tame lion, basically saying God is not a tame God. We can't predict him. Mm-hmm. He's a good God. He's a wonderful God. He's a loving Father. We can get to know him, yeah. you know, through Scripture, but we can't decide that we know how he's going to do things. We can't say, we have him pinned down because the scriptures say this and this. Well, you know, there's also scripture says that God can do whatever he pleases. Mm-hmm. So he's not pinned down by his own words. He's not pinned down. Now, it's a, it's a he's not going to go outside of his character that he's shown in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be completely different. But he in the scriptures, he's a whole he's a whole range of character, of of personality type mm-hmm. situation. He's not multiple personalities. I think it's but, about like surrender to yeah. him just saying, you know better than me, basically. Yeah. And so um, we talked about that. And and then I just asked our people, I was like, what's keeping you back? Mm-hmm. What is keeping you in your past? We need to move past it. We mm-hmm. need to let it go. And I talked to us, our church, I said individually and as a church, what's holding us back? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying this. You know, some people can listen to that message and think, wow, you're going to bring us some vision statement for our church next thing. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. That's not my place in our church is right. to bring the church vision. My my job right now is to hear from the voice of the Father and present it to our people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this direction he wants us to go. It's up to Pastor Mike and Sherry. It's up to our leadership team mm-hmm. to bring direction to our church. But I think that our people need to start understanding, okay, what's happened in the past doesn't need to keep happening all the, over and over mm-hmm. and over. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But we can't live in the good old days, quote mm-hmm. unquote. So. Or some people may be living in the past that's not yeah. good. Like maybe they had a horrible yeah. situation exactly. that they had to come through and they're stuck in that. Yes. And God wants to bring you out of that. I think that's more powerful than living in the good old days anyway. Well, both things I think can be... Um, what What is the income... Uh, yeah, it can what do be, we shake off when we run the it race? Can be a, uh, um, it can be a burden or a shackle or a, yeah, shake. Anyway, it can that be something verse, that holds you. Know you what I'm talking about yeah, that I one do, verse. But I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't think of it. But you know, it's something that can. It can be a burden. It can be something that holds us back, and we need to watch right. that for that. So, um, with that, uh, I just want to challenge you, listeners at home, to look in, and see what is holding you back. Are you living in your past? You know, God has brought us out so that he can bring us in. Mm-hmm. He brought us out for a reason. He didn't bring you out just so that you can live in limbo. He brought you out so that you can become a new creation. Yeah. The old is gone, the new has come. Mm-hmm. And so whatever is holding you back, today I want you to say, God, this is holding me back, and I just want to give it to you yeah. and just surrender it to the Father mm-hmm. and let him take take your burden. Let him take it off of you. Um let him take you out of the muddy, the miry clay and set your feet upon a rock. Right. And so, um That's good. Any other thoughts? No, I think I think you did good. All right. Well, if you have any questions or thoughts, you can go to eaglesviewchurch.com slash contact us and send us an email. Let us know your question and what you're thinking. Um again, we're meeting on we meet on Sundays at ten. If you want to join us at church at Eaglesview Church. And we would love to have you there. Um, Do you want to close us in prayer today? Sure. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us through 
hard times, bring us through good times. But God, thank you so much for planning an amazing promised future for us. And God, I just pray that you would speak to each individual listening. What is it they need to do so they can keep moving forward? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, see you guys next week. Bye.